From Passages, I'm Rachel Powell, and this is Passages Voice. Join me today as I speak with Megan, one of our Passages alumni, about her experience in Israel. Rachel here, the Director of Media and Communications for Passages. I am here with Megan Wright today from Rice University, and she is actually one of our senior fellows, and I'm really excited for you guys to meet her and hear a little bit about her story. Um, but Megan, thanks for being on with me today. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to you. But first, I want to hear a little bit about how you first got involved with Passages. Right. Well, I had really been wanting to go to Israel since about midway through my undergrad uh, career. And I didn't know if there was a way for me to go. It was so expensive. And I didn't know if there was a good program or anything out there that existed for someone like me. And so I had this strong desire about sophomore year of college to go. And I remember let's see, my senior year, I was walking down the inner loop of rice, kind of checking my email. I shouldn't be walking and emailing, but I was. <laughs> I bad. Um, and I got an email from a campus minister, uh, Juan Carlos, telling us about the trip. And he had never been, he was taking a risk. Passages was still pretty new at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but he told us the info, said it had this low cost and it was going to be 10 days. And I said, oh my word. If this is true, I have to be on this trip. This is going to be so amazing. It's exactly what I was looking for. So both Juan Carlos and myself and the rest of us that went, it was our first time going and first trip for rice. So we thought we were taking a huge risk, but it totally blew us away. All of our expectations were set way too low <laughs> and we had the trip of our of our lifetime. So that's, that's amazing. So you said that you really had a strong desire, like starting your sophomore year. Where did that come from? Was it like some event or some something in your life? Yeah, I think just with the different circumstances in my life uh, at that point, I felt like I needed to dig deeper into my faith. Mm-hmm. And I really, I remember one summer around that time, I said, okay, I'm going to read through the whole New Testament and just, I want to really dig into scripture and understand and learn and see mm-hmm. like if I'm at where I need to be in my faith or mm-hmm. things like that. I think reading all of those chapters in the Bible really awakened in me a desire to see these places that I was reading about, to walk there, and somehow I, hoping I could maybe encounter Jesus in a new way in the Holy Land. But I was like, there's no way I can ever go. It's too expensive. <laughs> How would I get there? And so I think just that one summer when I said, okay, let's really read the Bible a lot, it, it really awakened a desire in me to go. Mm-hmm. I was blessed with the trip passages in, in 2017. So. That's awesome. So so when you went, like knowing that that was your desire, like maybe what surprised you or, or what, like did, did that come true? Was that fulfilled, that kind of desire? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Last night I was even, I was talking to a faculty member who asked, um, was there something that I was expecting that maybe didn't happen and I answered with this and that I thought at every single site I would have this sort of uh, biblical site, I'd have this sort of encounter or spiritual, um, emotional, overwhelming thing happen. And at many of them I did. 
many of them I did and some of them I didn't and I was like what's wrong with me but then when I reflected more after I, I really appreciated everything every single site um, and I think it just needed time to grow and settle with me and for me to process everything so that, that was sort of an expectation I had going in having a super emotional experience at every single place mm -hmm. but you just can't have that all the time and it happens after for me it happened after and mm -hmm. I just was so grateful for the whole journey and it was amazing so yeah yeah it is always surprising and it everything happens so fast yeah you're going through so many things and learning so much all at once it's it's hard to take it all in yeah all at once if you're just crying at every single spot you, you wouldn't make it <laughs> you know you couldn't go all the way through the trip but it's yeah it's true it's true but you have been more than once. Oh, so yeah. Can you can you tell us about your other trips? So the first one was kind of this like, wow, this is amazing. Like I never thought I could come to Israel, but then you got to go back. And what was that like? Oh well, going back as a fellow in 2018 was so amazing for me. After my first trip in 2017, I just couldn't stop talking about Israel <laughs> and my experience in the Holy Land. With I told everybody, my family, friends around me. I was hanging up all my souvenirs I got and like showing everybody uh, around in my apartment. Like, look, look at this, this is this picture I went here. Look at this, it's Jerusalem cross. Uh. So I was, I just wouldn't <laughs> stop talking about it. And everybody knew like, oh man, this girl like crazy about Israel. She loves being there. Um, so yeah, I, I just, after, after that experience, my first year, I just wanted to share my experience with as many people as I could. And I didn't realize that it would not only be with the people around me at home, but I could have the opportunity to bring people from home back to Israel in 2018. Um, so my really deep desire to keep sharing my experience with people at home was even, um, I got a bonus and got to bring those, many of those people back with me uh, in 2018. So, and that was incredible just to walk with them as they experience the Holy Land for the first time. It, it was such a treat for me because mm -hmm. I went. I really desired so many people at home to have the same the same experience as I did or a similar one. That's so, amazing. Yeah, it is really different going back as a fellow because it's like it's almost like having like people say when you have kids like you see the world through their eyes, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the fellow is very similar. It's like you see Israel yeah. in a whole new way. Right. You see it through forty people that right. you're helping like guide through this experience yeah I, I totally love that analogy in fact the students uh in 2018 uh we actually had uh my co-fellow was another girl and we were their moms they were like mom mom mom. It was like, mom and it really was like i was like wow i'm seeing this all through their eyes again and it's so lovely so i definitely agree with that analogy it's so funny. yeah it's it's really an amazing experience but you are, you're a music teacher and that's, that's what yeah. you're going to be. Is that right? Right. Yeah. 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 So is there some way that like you see all of this experience working into your life in the future? Well, I, I will say this in my uh, experience as a musician and a, and a music student, we come into contact with people from all over the world mm -hmm. all the time at various festivals, uh, traveling uh, artists and, and residents and such. So, I mean, I've, in my time the past, let's say two years, I've met a few Palestinian musicians. I obviously mm -hmm. know many Jewish musicians uh, locally, and also I've met some Israeli musicians. So there's definitely the, this uh, mixing that goes on in, in the music community mm -hmm. um, with really talented artists from all of these places that we talk about and think about on a passages trip. And so I'm definitely 
expecting more of that to happen in my future and just already I know having these experiences is a really awesome gateway to connecting with mm-hmm. Israelis, Palestinians that I'm going to meet in the future or just the Jewish community I'm around at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really wonderful and, and music can really bring people together in interesting ways um, and I really hope uh, I have more of these encounters in the future with uh, passages um, related people. So That's really cool. You're right, yeah. music does bring people together. It's like it's good therapy a lot of times also for those who have gone through a lot right. of traumatic experiences and things like that. That's really right. Cool. And you know, when you're in an orchestra, you're playing with this group. You know, I've seen I actually saw a video of a, a mix of uh, Israeli and Palestinian musicians. It was a special project mm-hmm. sort of that was going on. And I'm just looking at this, and I also think about my experience playing in other orchestras. And we can all have different mindsets. We can have different political views, different backgrounds, different religions, but we're all we're all there working on the same goal to produce this amazing, beautiful mm. uh, symphony or whatever we might be playing and creating this beauty together, which is something I really love about music and playing in an orchestra. You're working on this common goal and creating this one beautiful thing together. No matter what your background is or what your beliefs are, you can do this thing together. So That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Do you have like a favorite story or memory from like one of your trips to Israel that like really stands out to you that Mm. that was either funny or just like memorable to you? Funny, memorable story. Maybe one funny thing that happened was really early uh, one morning this past trip in 2018. Uh, a group of us, we went really early to go to Mass at the Holy Sepulchre. Mm. And we saw some people going into the tomb, uh, into the sepulchre itself. And we were like, wow, wouldn't that be cool if we could if we could do that? Like, can we get in there somehow? I don't know. <laughs> so after Mass, we actually befriended this uh, Franciscan friar guy. He wasn't a priest, he was a friar. And um, just kind of doing the other duties that needed to be done around the, the sepulchre and he was hilarious and he he once we made friends with him and we were like hey you know we'd really love to go into the into the sepulchre he made he found a way for us to go in <laughs> he was our buddy so we made buddies with this franciscan and he made sure we we got in the tomb so that was a, he was just a really funny character and sometimes you think of of people in the religious life they're like very serious mm-hmm. or very you know, very inward and and maybe introverted and bookish, but this guy was super funny and (laughs) and crazy, and he helped us get in into the sepulchre, which was a really amazing experience. So it's kind of a funny and very profound experience for us at the same time, meeting this funny Franciscan guy. That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. I think that's one of the fun things about going to Israel. Like, the many, many people that you meet, they just, like, they shatter your, like, misconceptions. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Because I think when we all go over, we expect something specific when we meet people. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, I was totally wrong. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. You're like, I thought everyone would be like this over here, but they're not. Like, Yeah. No, one more quick funny story that, that uh, reminded me of. When I was in the uh, gift shop in one of our hotels in Jerusalem, there's a man, uh, many of you may know who he is. He has this... Uh, little store that has all these wood carvings in it and just pretty much sells these wood carvings Mm -hmm. of various sizes and we were talking and he told me 
Um, he asked where I was from. I'm like, oh, I'm from Texas. Uh, I grew up in this part, but a lot of my family's in this part, and um, in Central Texas. And he goes, in Central Texas, where? And I said, well, a lot of them live in Belton. In this, and he's a Palestinian, actually. He said, I actually went to school at Mary Hardin Baylor in Belton, oh in a small God. town in central Texas. I was like, what on earth? How did you, how did that, why did you go there? And like, I don't know, we had this weird connection over this small Texas town where much of my family lives that he happened to go to school at. The odds were so low. And just trying to imagine this man in, in central Texas. <laughs> and now he's here doing these wood carvings. It was just bizarre. And, and but the world is really so connected in ways mm-hmm. that we, we wouldn't even imagine. And just, you never know, even in, right in your own hometown, you never know who's there, studying, visiting, just being open to those things and, mm-hmm. and being aware yeah. and and uh, very hospitable is a really important thing. So that's so cool. Yeah. Hey, you're right. The world is so small. Yeah. And when you like really go out of your comfort zone a little bit to meet people, you're always I'm always surprised about how many connections you actually have that you didn't expect. But yep. but Megan, thank you so much for joining me. This was so fun to chat with you a little bit about your experience. Oh, I had a blast. So thank you so much. Thank you, and I'm so excited to see fun going this spring as a CEO. Thank you. I'm so pumped. Thanks a lot. To learn more about how to get involved, visit passagesisrael.org backslash pulse. From Passages, I'm Rachel Powell. Thank you for listening.